Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from February 17th to February 23rd, 2014. Visit Cisco and Sourcefire at the RSA Conference USA 2014 this week. Details of Cisco and Sourcefire events, speakers, and demonstrations are available at the Cisco RSA Conference website. The Cisco 2014 Annual Security Report has been released following months of collaboration between threat researchers and other cybersecurity experts at Cisco and Sourcefire. As promised, it provides a warts and all analysis of security news from 2013 and our perspective for the year ahead based on the data collected through Cisco security products and analyzed by our researchers. Multiple Cisco subject matter experts have provided additional detail and insights on the Cisco security blog. For additional information on the annual security report, go to blogs.cisco.com security. Vulnerability activity remained consistent with previous periods. The highlights for the period were the Microsoft Internet Explorer and Adobe Flash vulnerabilities. Microsoft released a security advisory and a mitigation. In addition, a new Internet Explorer XML ActiveX vulnerability was reported. Adobe also released security advisories and software updates. Google released an updated version of Chrome that corrects multiple vulnerabilities. New vulnerabilities were reported in Ruby on Rails, Symantec Endpoint Protection Manager, and HP Data Protection Omni iNet service. Vulnerabilities in various home routers were reported and vendors released software updates. Home users and small businesses are advised to update their router software to protect against the vulnerabilities that have become a focus for researchers. Cisco published four security advisories and multiple security notices, which are available on the Cisco Security Intelligence and Operations Portal. In spam activity, there is a focus on the U.S. tax season along with the continuation of previously reported themes. The Cisco Security blog post, titled, Email Attackers Tune Pitch for Wide Appeal, provides analysis of recent spam trends. The Sourcefire VRT released the second in a series of posts on decoding domain generations algorithms. IntelliShield published 142 events last week, which included 99 new events and 43 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go IntelliShield for more information. In the identity risk management category, data breaches continue to make the news. Several data breach summary reports were released last week detailing 2013 as the biggest year so far for the number of records compromised. Although the most notable recent stories concerned retail point-of-sale terminals, the most popular breaches are surrounding medical records. Hacking accounted for the majority of the data loss incidents, and a concerning statistic was the number of repeat incidents. Over 10% of the organizations had lost data previously. Collected sets of records of any type will always be extremely attractive targets. The larger the collection of records, the more attractive the database. The failure of the system administrators to perform the necessary steps to patch vulnerable systems remains a major cause of these breaches. Legislation does not protect user information from disclosure. Legislation penalizes the perpetrator only after they have been caught. However, frequently the attackers are beyond the reach of the law enforcement jurisdiction where the breach occurred. 
active detection is no longer an optional step and access logs must be examined as a routine course of business. These types of breaches can be stopped, but not by continuing to perform business as usual. In the human risk management category, the announcement that Facebook was purchasing WhatsApp was widely reported in the business and financial media, but for many in the United States, the question was more, what is WhatsApp? The WhatsApp social media site is widely popular in Europe and Asia, with a reported 419 million users in only its first few years, exceeding the growth of more well-known sites including Facebook, Twitter, and Skype. As we have previously reported, most of the social media sites enjoy global popularity, but others are more localized to specific regions or languages. The popularity of social media sites can change quickly, challenging security and social media tracking organizations. Security teams and business social media tracking organizations are challenged to keep up with the social media sites accessed by their users, customers, and competitors. Organizations that attempt to limit or block social media sites face additional challenges, as users will quickly jump from site to site to avoid blocking or monitoring. Because these shifts in social media popularity are largely driven by human factors, attempts to predict them are unlikely. For teams practicing continuous monitoring, this can result in sudden shifts in traffic patterns that may suggest suspicious activity, and many of the social media sites do have security and privacy issues, but are more likely only a shift in popularity. Security teams are also reminded of reports by teachers that are closer to their students' online activity, noting many also have parent-safe or school-safe sites, and other sites where they interact with people around the globe. This practice is likely shared by employees and other users defying most blocking or filtering practices. Security teams need to remain aware of their users' activity, both through market awareness and monitoring of network activity, to provide a secure environment. Finally, in geopolitical news, the scene of anti-government protests in Ukraine's capital city of Kiev became bloody and destructive last week, with casualties among both protesters and police mounting into the hundreds. The trigger for the protest was widespread public anger over a decision by President Viktor Yanukovych's government not to sign onto a European Union trade deal late last year. At this writing, President Yanukovych has fled Kiev and was removed from power in a unanimous parliament vote. The fate of a tentative accord he signed with the opposition just before this departure, which would have paved the way for early elections and constitutional changes, is unclear. Yanukovych's rival Yulia Tymoshenko was released abruptly from prison over the weekend, leading to speculation that she might run in elections now slated for May. The next few weeks will be critical in determining Ukraine's trajectory, as questions of pro-West opposition unity and their ability to control the temporary caretaker government, as well as Yanukovych's next move and reactions of neighbors such as Russia and Germany, play out before elections. Ukraine's powerful business oligarchs may play a critical role in this. According to the BBC, since coming to power in 2010, Yanukovych has steadily concentrated the country's wealth into the control of his family and close friends. Whether these oligarchs throw their support behind the pro-West or pro-Russia camps may be critical in keeping the country unified and preventing bloodshed or possibly allowing it to split into two. Information security specialists may want to consider the cyber risk elements of the current political crisis. For example, Ukraine and many of its Eastern European neighbors are recognized as frequent sources of online criminal activity, much of it carried out by sophisticated organized crime groups. Moreover, a variety of reporting points to a complex web of relationships between Ukrainian organized crime, business oligarchs, intelligence services, 
courts, law enforcement, and political leaders, both in Ukraine and among its neighbors. Given the tools already at their disposal and the history of political processes in the region, it is not difficult to imagine scenarios in which Internet networks might be manipulated to influence elections or public opinion. It also brings to mind the distributed denial-of-service attacks that crippled Georgia's Internet before the Russian military action there in 2008. A similar event could take place particularly if the country should move toward partition. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.